Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience it's the ken carmen show on cbs sports radio 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-CBS 855-212-4227 send the tweets send the hot takes at ken carmen c-a-r-m-a-n and i cannot believe the voice that i heard before we even start things off peter schwartz back in the saddle again and i bet he can't even hear me can he tom he's actually standing right next to me oh yeah peter is back the new hip, he's loose as a goose and ready to roll. Oh, this is a good time. Got Tom in. I, you know, Chris is whatever. Nah, I'm kidding. Darwin's going to be, we got the whole band here, man. Billy Jack will be here. Damn, it's going to be a good Saturday, folks. It's going to be a good Saturday, America. I'll give Peter his pound of flesh. I'll give Tom his pound of flesh. We'll talk Jets jerseys with Phil Hecken coming up in just about an hour and a half. It's going to be a great moment for everybody. I'm looking forward to the whole day. And my goodness, I hope you are too. 855-2124-CBS. Before I go on with what I wanted to talk about, first off for the NCAA tournament for the Final Four tonight, give me, I'm starting to pull for Tony Bennett. Last year, uh, 16 over one, and then he almost got goosed again by uh, Gardner-Webb earlier to start this year, to start off this tournament. And, you know, the NCAA story about Kyle Guy and the poor kid can't even have his wedding registry on there because Mark Emmert's got to get his gift, doesn't he? That coming up at 11. Um, you know, there's there's so much that I like about him. There's so much that I like about what they do. I know that their offense is basically like watching paint dry and I know that it's not necessarily the most interesting brand of basketball, even though I think that they play at a faster clip than what they did last year, and people can argue with that all they want. I've really started to like what they did. When a team gets snake bit, they found a way. It's an historically big upset that happens last year with UMBC. And so what they've done as a number one seed, they've turned themselves into an underdog which you have to have an historical loss to do that, but they've turned themselves into an underdog. And so you go into this game against Bruce Pearl and Auburn, and I, I know people like Bruce Pearl. There's just a likability about him, and I like him too. But, man, I'd like to see Tony Bennett get to the national championship game. I'd like to see Virginia get to the national championship game after what happened because it does seem they've been battle-tested now. They've played tight games against opponents that people thought they should have walloped. They've played some very nice basketball over that time. They took advantage of it would be a controversy against Purdue. You know I love Matt Painter. And I had this argument with my co-host on Monday morning and so a lot of people agreed with him. A lot there was it was really split down the middle. I just don't think I foul in that moment. I, I know that the game has lended itself to three point shooters out there on the floor. Virginia has a lot of great long range shooters. Basically four out of five guys when they have it on the floor, those guys can hit threes. And I know that a lot of people wanted to make that argument, and I hear it. But when I have a defense that, if you're ready to play defense, I'd rather a guy take a contested shot from long range 
with a hand in his face or as close to contested as possible for a three-pointer to tie the game instead of put him at the line. And I understand that you isolate him and you put all the focus on him. And free throws can be difficult. But I'd rather do that than automatically put him at the line, put their player at the line, get the one-and-one going with the foul to give, and then turn right around and put my player in a low-leverage situation where if you hit both, it's over. You hit one, like they did, it ties it up. And I think, well, ties it up, I mean, it makes it a three-point game, or a two-point game. Two-point game. I, I'd rather do it like that because I think it's more difficult to hit a three contested as the clock expires than it is to hit a free throw and then put the onus back on my player. I think it's more difficult to do that. And I've heard good reasoning on the other side. We had college coaches calling in earlier this week. We had the local college coaches. We had local high school coaches calling in, picking both sides. They'd rather foul. They'd rather do it that way. I'd rather put my team in a position to defend, make another team take a contested shot or as much of a contested shot as possible. If it goes in, that's the bleeps. We got to get ready to go to overtime. We got to get ready to do it the other way. I'd still rather do that than all right. I know you've been playing like crazy, but now we're going to have to put you at the line, and now you have to hit both to make it a, make it a long range game. And if you don't, well, then things are going to be a problem. See, I'd rather do it that way. Eight five five two one two four CBS. But either way, now that Virginia got past them, I'd like to see I'd like to see Virginia get to the national championship game. However, and maybe it's my simple Midwestern values. I really want Tom Izzo to win it all. And I don't think it's to stick it in the face of anybody who had a problem with what he said to Aaron Henry at the beginning of this tournament. I thought that that was a vastly overblown talking point because we look for talking points during the tournament. There's a lot of things, and and I'll give you the secret of the pros here. There's a lot of things that we don't know about with college basketball during the year. People, It's easy to pay attention to Duke and UNC and even do a little bit with Michigan State. It's easier to do that. But with some of the other teams where they're playing, you're not going to find a whole lot of boiled down talking about beating the 2-3 zone, talking about beating the short corner, anything like that, game by game, team by team, because people aren't watching as many of those games and not as many as they used to. You just can't see some of the types of players and some of the types of teams that come out of it. Unless you're one of the top, unless you're Ken Palm, you're not going to find those guys and you're not going to watch those guys. So I think for a lot of us, there are a lot of hosts, a lot of people on TV they watch these games. They watch Michigan State. They watch UNC. They watch Duke. But they're not watching mid-majors because you can't watch them all. So you can't break those down. Then you have Tom Izzo doing what he did, which is what we've seen for 30 years. Then it gets blown up. It's not anything about that. I like a guy who's run a program for a long time. I like a guy who's run a program for a long time where it's not necessarily the one-and-done guys. It's not necessarily like that. There's no slickster back to it. I understand that there's probably some things that he's had to bend rules on to be able to get some recruits and to be able to go further. I'm just impressed with what he's done. Out of 24 recruiting classes that he's had, 23 have been to the Final Four. That's That's amazing to me. I like success. I like historical success. I like it that four-year guys, three- to four-year guys who stay, and I know if they can go, they can go. Go ahead and make money. Go ahead and do what you got to do. But if you're going to stay three, four years, I like that story too. I really like that story. And I really like Michigan State. 
and I really, really like Tom Izzo. I'm immediately impressed by what Chris Beard has done. I think he's done a phenomenal job. I think that what, again, Tom Be- Tony Bennett has done has been fantastic. Bruce Pearl, I always have to be a little bit cynical in the back of my head. I can't help it. They've all done a tremendous job. This is just a personal like. If you're an Auburn fan or you're a Texas Tech fan or if you just hate Tom Izzo or you hate Tony Bennett, fine. But that's just my personal feelings on it, and that's just who I, I, I have to admit I tend to root for. Hopefully Dennis Dodd won't bring something to light that's going to be horrific about any one of these guys and I have to change my tune. That coming up at 1040. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. It's been a rough year for KD. Do we have the audio, Tom? Tom, go ahead, play the auto bit. I have nothing to do with the Knicks. I don't know who traded Porzingis. They got nothing to do with me. I'm trying to play basketball. Y'all come here every day, ask me about free agency, ask my teammates, my coaches. You rile up the fans about it. Y'all let us play basketball. That's all I'm saying. And now when I don't want to talk to y'all, it's a problem with me. Come on, man. Grow up. Grow up. Yeah, you grow up. Come on, bro. I come in and go to work every day. I don't cause no problems. I play the right way. Well, I try to play the right way. I try to be the best player I can be every possession. What's the problem? What am I doing to y'all? That's Kevin Durant earlier this year. It's been a rough year for Kevin. He's gotten into it with the, with the media. You heard Rick Buecher about it earlier this week. I know he was on KNBR. I know he was on Fox Sports 1 when he was talking about he thinks it's a done deal. He's never been truly... Truly beloved, truly brought into the to the fan base the way the other three have with Golden State. He's never been truly brought into the Bay Area. For Kevin Durant, if you want happiness, and it sounds like Kevin is a bit of a tortured soul. The fake Twitter accounts, I can make fun of them all day long if I really wanted to. The, the, the silliness online, the thought of a guy who's a two-time finals MVP, a world champion, Olympian, a surefire Hall of Famer, one of the best of the generation – for a guy to let 17-year-olds get in his craw, there's a problem there. And I mean that sincerely. If Kevin wants happiness and to play in the NBA at the same time, you stay in Golden State. If Kevin wants happiness and to play in the NBA and to compete and to do what he's done and, and to be one of the best, you don't go to New York. You stay in Golden State. Just think about it for a moment. Just just ponder this for a second. What would you do if you were Kevin? Put yourself in these shoes. You fought it out with the media. You don't seem to care much for the fan base right now. They seem to lay any one of their problems, which they're still a 50-plus win team, and I think that they're taking a book. And if you watch what Steve Kerr's done over the season, I think they've taken a book out of the Cavs, or taken a page out of the Cavs book, I should say, over the last couple of seasons where when LeBron was with the Cavs, there were times where they started off strong and then they would pull back a little bit and they would kind of ease their way into a season. And then by the end of the year, they were trying to finish off well and catapult themselves to the offseason or catapult themselves to the postseason. You're starting to see that over the last couple of years. What 2016 was, yes, they went out and got Kevin Durant. 2016 was still a lesson to Steve Kerr and to Golden State. That you can go for that history during the regular season. If you don't complete it, it becomes a punchline. And so watching Golden State, 
the team itself needs to keep itself strong. But fans will always freak out. And fans, for that moment, they have went out and they have hammered Kevin Durant because every single day, because the regular season is meaningless, we ask Kevin Durant every day, where are you going? What are you going to do? How are you going to get there? Who are you going to bring with you? How are you going to do that? And then he covers his mouth like this and he talks to LeBron James like he's George Costanza and Jerry Seinfeld in the episode with the lip lip reader trying to figure out where they're going to go. I mean, it's an incredible moment. But just break this down. If you're Kevin and you've gone through all this, and I know that everybody's used you as your scapegoat, even though you're probably going to win another NBA championship again. Consider this for the moment, please. Golden State's fun. It's laid back. New York's mean. It's mean. It's fast-paced. Golden State's warm. It's inviting. It's the Bay Area. New York's cold. It's foreboding. One is full house. Leave the Lori Laughlin stuff out of it. One is full house. The other one's law and order. The Warriors are kings in the Bay Area. The Knicks, and some will disagree, probably some guys sitting in the studio right now, the Knicks are third at best in New York. You will always be behind the Yankees, and even if you win a championship, I'm willing to say you'll always be behind the Giants. You didn't want pressure in Oklahoma City. You didn't want to have that pressure to go forward and and, and to take Russell Westbrook and take that team and try to push them over the mountain. I don't understand how New York and the Garden are going to alleviate that. If you stay, Draymond goes. If you stay and you stay long-term because they want to get something out of you, I promise you this, the media will warm up. If you stay and you stay long-term and Draymond goes... The fans will warm up. You've given a big part of your life. And as you get into your 30s, you've given a big part of your prime to those fans. I promise you, they will warm up. They will not blame you. You're their guy now. They live vicariously through you for a championship. They will love you. You will be beloved. You're already a legend there. Even though I know they don't seem to like you, you're already a legend there. You've won championships. You've done amazing things. You're part of the legacy. 20 years and 30 years from now when they when they do the, the reunions and when they black out everything else and they put the spotlight on the court, you're one of the guys who are sitting in the chair. You're already there, but you'll be their guy now. They'll love you forever. You cussed out Bay Area media. You go after guys in the Bay Area media. I say good luck with the New York Post. Every single way you go about this, for you, forget about Kyrie, Forget about the possible number one overall pick with Zion Williamson. Think about you for a second. Every single possible way tells you you're already home. You're already there. Anywhere else you go, there's a tremendous amount of pressure that's going to be on you. Can you handle that pressure? On the floor, you you can handle that pressure all the time. I'm talking about your own personal well-being. I'm serious. Kevin Durant has won two championships back-to-back recently. Kevin Durant's a two-time finals MVP. We've made arguments that he's better than LeBron. Whether or not you agree with it, it doesn't matter. That argument has been there. He looks like he's one of the most miserable people in professional sports. You sign a long-term deal with Golden State. You you sign a, a deal as long as you can with Golden State. You're comfortable forever. You're West Coast. Your sun, your fun, your warmth. New York's a mean city. They care about winning. They care about excellence. And you can still be excellent 
at Golden State. You can still be at the top of the heap. You can still win a championship, obviously, this year and for years to come. You can still do all those things. Your home is in Golden State. You want to go to New York? You want to put that pressure on yourself? You want that media coming after you? You really want to make that decision? Because you're already a legend. I don't know if you want pressure. I don't know if you want that. I don't think you think that that pressure is what it is. This is a fan base that hasn't won a championship since 1973. They're as rabid as they can find. They're as mad as they can find. They hate their owner. They hate the players. They can't stand it, even though it was probably the right move. They can't stand that they traded Chris Tapps, Porzingis. They went through that laughing clown show that was Phil Jackson running that basketball team. You had Charles Oakley fighting people in the stands and James Dolan throwing people out. You want to be a part of that? Really? Forget about everything else. Think about yourself for a second. This is a no-brainer. You can go a lot of places. You're already home, Kevin. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. It is WrestleMania weekend. If you thought that I was going to do an entire show on WrestleMania weekend and not mention WrestleMania, you are sadly mistaken. You don't know me, and dare I say you don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. Snap into a Slim Jim. Do you bet your ass, Peter? God, I miss him. I miss the Macho Man so much. All day, we're doing wrestling themes all day. Except for five burning questions at the top of the hour already wrestling themes anyway, so I ain't messing with those. But we're doing wrestling themes all day. Favorite wrestlers all day long. Favorite wrestlers. I want to know all day long the favorite wrestlers. It's WrestleMania. I get to watch... The first WrestleMania live because I've either done this show or I wasn't I didn't have I didn't have access to them by the pre, uh, pay-per-views back in the day. So when I was on Sundays and Peter knows, yeah, yeah I, I didn't get to watch WrestleMania because I was doing this show. And then Taz would come on and Taz would do uh, you know post WrestleMania and things like that. Well, now for the first time since WrestleMania nine, which by the way historically is not a good WrestleMania. Will I get to see a WrestleMania live? I am over the moon, Peter Schwartz. I'm sure you're over the moon with your hip. Uh, I'm feeling fantastic. It's unbelievable. (laughs) To to be able to come back to work, not have any pain, to walk around freely. I mean, I walked in here this morning, and the last time anybody around here saw me was a a, a little over a month ago. And I was walking around like a hunchback. My, I was in so much pain because I had a, a, a real serious setback to the original yeah. recovery, and now I feel better than I did during any part of the initial recovery. I love and, it. And it's just, it's it's amazing. It really is. Oh, I've been God. to two WrestleManias in person before. Which ones? I went to um, 10 at the Garden. Really? And I went to uh, 15. The, the 10 was the ladder match. Uh, with uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, if I yes. remember correctly. Yes. Um, and I, I watched the first WrestleMania um, on closed circuit TV at Nassau Coliseum. It was at the Garden. I couldn't get tickets. And I watched it on closed circuit TV at the Nassau Coliseum. Went yeah. to 10 at the Garden. I went to 15 in Philadelphia. That was Rock and Stone Cold was the main event at the mm-hmm. end of that one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's exciting. I haven't really followed wrestling that much in the last few years. Well, obviously, but uh, be here tomorrow night. I'm sure it'll be on the TV here. We'll get get a, get a look at it. Oh, see, I, and that's I, I hate to say it, but it's uh, you know I got sports I got to watch, and it's on for six hours at the beginning of the week, basically with the first two days. So uh-huh. I don't, I really don't watch it unless uh, I got a couple of buddies who who work there, and so if I know that they're going to make an appearance, I'll watch. But other than that, uh, I, I really don't get a chance. But I, I still have the network, and every uh-huh. now and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back and watch some old Smoky Mountain wrestling. I had a, I had a chance uh, a number of years ago. I was doing a, 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 a sports talk show uh-huh. on a small Long Island radio station. We did it on Friday afternoons. Mm-hmm. And that Friday night, WWF at the time, now WWE, they were coming to the Coliseum for a house show. Yeah. And The Rock was in the nation of domination at that point. Oh and he was just on the cusp. Uh, Ken of being like the rock, like he was getting famous, but he was still in that group. And I said, you know what? Let me just give it a shot. Maybe we can get somebody on the show to talk about the, the card that night. And I, I, I uh, got into contact with the WWE and they said, Oh, we're going to give you the rock. I'm like, Oh, it's pretty wow. funny. It was so cool. Cause the guy I did the show with, wow, the guy I did the show with hated wrestling and all he did was antagonize The Rock about, oh, wrestling is fake, and you guys are frauds, and stuff like that. Uh, and I played, no. like, the wrestling, like, the straight-up guy trying yeah. to ask the questions. The interview was so funny. I have to find the tape that I have it on. But he was so funny, The Rock. And you could tell, in, I could tell in that interview that he was on to something, you know, pretty special, you know. And uh, but it was pretty cool if you had a chance to talk to him. Awesome. Find the t- if you can, find the tape before the next big one. Uh, I swear I to God, we'll play it. I swear to God, okay. I don't care. We'll play it. I, it doesn't matter. I, the The Rock before he was the Rock. I mean, well, he was the Rock. It was like the cusp. Like I, he was like yes. just getting into his like superstardom. Man, that's fantastic. I'm I'm glad to hear your voice, Peter. I'm glad you're doing it's well. Good to buddy. be back. Thank you. The great Peter Schwartz with us. We'll get back to Kevin Durant coming up in a bit. Eight five five two one two four CBS at eleven. I don't mean to get political. But if I got to get political, I'm going to get political, and it's going to get pretty nasty. I'm sure. But coming up next, we do have. The great Dennis Dodd. We'll talk NCAA tournament with him. Mark Emmert was talking about paying players, how to pay players. We'll talk about that with him. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. You switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Phil Hecken going to join us in an hour. We'll talk about those new Jets jerseys. A lot of people hate him. There's one guy in studio who likes him. Also, what's to come? Baseball jerseys, the whole thing. I love having Phil on. Also, 1 p.m. Eastern, Brandon Silvers, who if you watched any of the AAF, you know exactly who he is. Former quarterback of the Memphis Express. We will talk to him. He will tell us everything there was about this last week, which has been horrible for the AAF. We're hearing stories about some guys were left without places to stay, uh, having to buy their own flights home. And when you're talking about some of those guys, some of those guys made 60, 70. I know that what the, the max salary was 80. So some of those guys, hey, they're just knocking around like you and I. And so it's very hard to just, all right, fine, I'll just pick it up and just take care of it. And it's starting to lead me, and I, I hate, I don't want to draw this conclusion. I like it when people follow their dreams. The world, America is made on people with dreams. And it bothers me to say it, but the more it's looking like it, the more I'm thinking, 
If you're chasing football, if you don't have a if if you don't already have an in with an NFL team or a CFL team in your past college age, I think you're wasting your time. Cause this last one ended nasty. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Let's go to the hotline. We welcome in one of the finest there is to talk about college sports. Talking about the tournament, National College Football and Basketball writer, senior writer, CBS Sports. Find him on Twitter at Dennis Dodd CBS. Dennis Dodd joining us on the show. Dennis, thanks for joining us. Ken, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Hey, real quick, who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup? Oh gosh, you just you just caught me in a corner because I've yes. I've been thinking about my Blues tonight trying to win the Central. Um, yes. You know, uh, Washington has all the pieces. I think uh, Winnipeg, not Nashville. I think they peaked last year. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say Winnipeg or Washington, but that's you know, the, the never rule out the Penguins because they're always there. Uh, but I haven't given it much thought. You cornered me. That was a good one. Washington and a repeat. How hard is it to repeat uh, in a Stanley it's Cup? It's, it's got to be because of the grind. The, the Penguins were the Penguins the last team to do it. I think. I think so. Eight oh nine or nine ten. Uh, it's really hard, but I love. Their goaltending, I think they still have um, the urge, the hunger that they showed last year. Uh, and in some respects, they're stronger uh, from what they've shown this year. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, you can't rule out – I'm freaking out. Tampa Bay, of course. Uh, but <laughs> it's but true. You know, that's almost the curse. The President's Trophy is almost the curse. Yeah, Dennis Dodd joining us on the show. Man, that's some good. That's some good hockey breaking down. I like this. I really, <laughs> really like it. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. All right, Dennis Dodd joining us on the show. Um, you, you, you're paying attention to this tournament and what's going on. Final four here. Uh, the job that Chris Beard has done has been just. I, I I would have to say nothing short of miraculous. It's it's not that Texas Tech is known as this powerhouse. What's the catalyst to this? What's the secret he has to bring a bring a program like that to prominence like it is today? He's he's just salt of the earth, uh, climb the ladder. You know, for every for every one of the college kids who think they ought to uh, start in a corporate boardroom, this is a guy who coached high school AAU. Um, college, junior college, division two, and was, if you remember, uh, four years ago, was named the coach at UNLV, and, you know, Texas Tech came open where he had been for 10 years with the Knights, and he quit. You know, at the time, there was a lot of criticism. I mean, it's really, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of unethical. It really was. You know, you take the job, and, you know, it comes open, but there was good reason, and slow and steady, he built a defensive force which is unrivaled maybe in the country except for, for maybe the other you know team here, Virginia. Um, it's amazing. Don't, don't get upset with me. I hope you won't. <laughs> I, watch, I watch Auburn, and everybody loves Bruce Pearl, and I like Bruce Pearl too. He's, a, he's got a hell of a personality. But there's some dirt under them fingernails, Dennis. And so I have yep. to watch a little bit cynically, and I hate doing it, but – is there something in the back of your mind and everybody else's who covers this mind going, all right, this is good, but let's just wait and see and make sure the smoke clears before we go off and go crazy and start talking about how great he is? Yeah, the, the, this whole thing might be vacated. I know what you're talking about. That, mm-hmm. that point has been raised more than once here in Minneapolis. Um, I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a Bruce Pearl fan. I had him in Kansas City last week. And I go back 30 years to the Deion Thomas thing. So I, I am very familiar with Bruce Pearl. But here's why I'm a fan of him. He's a hell of a coach, and he, he took Kentucky apart with his strategy last week. 
He did. And that's why he's got a better than even chance tonight. Uh, look, we know, look, he's, yes, you just mentioned his past. He's got issues, let's put it that way. When you ask him about it, he's got every right to get mad. You know, well, we've been through that. But he just, he grits his teeth, he answers it. And I go, you know what, that's okay. Um, everything else being equal, because we don't know what else is equal. Uh, as Dick Vitale said, when you lose Dick Vitale, by the way, you've lost, you know, you've lost your biggest advocate. When he calls college basketball a cesspool, you know something's wrong. So if we're all, you know, if we're all on the same page here, Bruce Pearl's a heck of a coach. Yes, he's got issues. I don't, from what I know, I don't particularly think that what they're doing is in danger of being vacated because the two players that were um, suspended last season were reinstated. Um, so if they played anybody ineligible, uh, it would have to be after that point, um, after Daniel Purifoy and I think it was Austin Wiley, uh, two of their big men who sat out. And one of them, I think it was Wiley, missed the first nine games of this season. Yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah, he as he had two coaches suspended, actually three, three coaches suspended, absolutely. You know, but we'll see. Dennis Dodd joining us on the show. Find him on Twitter, at Dennis Dodd CBS. With the people you talked to up in Minneapolis for this Final Four, the ratings have been up throughout the season. Uh, people have paid attention to Zion Williamson and Duke. Does it hurt? And how bad, if it does, that Duke is not in the Final Four? Well, I mean, it's like not having the Yankees or the Dodgers in the World Series. I mean, you can't, you know, it, it just is. It's a reality. But, you know, I started thinking about that yesterday and, you know, what if these two games tonight are, go down to the final 30 seconds or both one-point games or they go both go in overtime? You know, this tournament's been great. You know, maybe this is something we we remember forever and don't particularly need Duke for ratings. I'm not a big ratings guy. I, I like what I see. You know, I, people have made their careers writing about TV ratings. That's great. You know, that's great for corporate types. But these games are going to be fantastic. And with Zion not here, yes, you know, but – you know, but that's on Duke. That's on Coach K. Uh, and the best four teams are here right now. Mark Emmert talked about he is kind of open to guys with their likeness, making money on their likeness. What's this next step for the NCAA? Because you got a senator getting involved now, Dennis. This isn't going to go away. People are want yeah, the players senators. to get something. Yeah, yeah a couple yeah, of them. California, California representative as well, uh, trying to introduce bills that would allow at least players to capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. And for those out there who think, uh, yeah, they're getting a free scholarship, no, they're, with that scholarship makes them more, uh, oh, I guess, indentured than your regular student. You know, they don't tell you on your NLI that, you know, until recently you can't transfer unless you get permission from your school and your coach. Now, obviously, that's changed with the transfer portal. And the NCA, until recently, you, when you signed that scholarship agreement, you surrendered your name, image, and likeness. There was actually language in there so the ncaa owned it well that's been proven in court to be you know violation of sherman antitrust act uh the the ncaa has been found guilty of that twice in five years once in o'bannon once in this alston case mm -hmm. and it just seems like the dyke is springing leaks i guess that's the best way to put it um in in making her case in the alston case judge claudia wilkin right in the middle of this 103 page injunction decision just just trashed the ncaa everybody should go read it she said if you don't think what's happening now is pay for play you're deluded um bowl gifts um what was the other thing um cost of attendance even uh pell grants 
she said these uh, meals that these coaches, these players are being, they're getting this compensate insurance premiums. These players are being compensated because they're athletes. And we can argue about the value of it and how much it costs, and it's not millions of dollars. But if that's all we're arguing about is semantics and amount of money, they're already there. You know, what, 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 and by the way, Ken, the, you know, the amateur model hasn't collapsed. You know, Kyler Murray, I, that, that was the question I asked um, Mark Emmert. We've just gone through a season with the, the, the highest paid athlete ever, uh, Kyler Murray, above board. Not black market, above board. You know, the, the locker room didn't collapse. People didn't stay away in droves. As the NCAA contends in every court they get into, if this happens, and it was okay. So well, well, it's it's coming. It's coming. My question is, is how, how do I make it? I, I'm not against pay. If, if we deserve it, if they deserve it, they deserve it. And obviously a lot of people. I'm not one of the guys that said, well, you get a scholarship and that's it. Uh, but I, I want to make sure that there's still an opportunity because while I watch college football and men's basketball and a little bit of women's basketball here and there, um, yeah, I'm not watching as much. Uh, I'm not watching rowing and track and field. Well, those are still opportunities for those. And what makes me nervous about it, Dennis, is that a business is a business and they're going to run it like a business and they'll say, well, we don't want to interrupt profit margins. So if you want paid, we'll just start knocking down sports until we fit with Title IX and we right. fit with men's and women's men's basketball and college football, and I don't want to do that. I'm afraid of that. Well, I think that's coming. Whether you know, again, what I'm talking about, what a lot of people are talking about, wouldn't even impact Title IX. But that's another discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, you can give these kids rights to sign autographs. That's not a Title IX thing. Um, but I, I, I think that's coming. I think that's that's coming really soon. Um, and there, you know, the NCAA, the the economic pressures in college athletics are tremendous. There's only about 10 schools that make money uh, at the highest level. And so what they'll do, if they have, to, if there's any you know, impact on the budget where they have to pay these players or compensate these players, they'll just start cutting sports. Mm-hmm. And you already see it. Wrestling's in danger. Baseball's in danger. I, I think that whatever the number is, I think it's 12 or 14. It's kind of an arbitrary number that you have to sponsor to be in Division One. My question is why? That's creating this pressure. Who's to say you can't have club club rowing or club equestrian or club soccer or club volleyball? There's no right that you have to have a scholarship for that. Um, and I, I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, you know, the almighty dollar will be saved because of those revenue-producing sports, but the other ones will just go by the wayside. Dennis, real quick, hey, who do you got winning the Final Four? I didn't even ask you that, by the way. Yeah, I know. I, I'll stay with Auburn. Nobody's talking about Auburn, and that probably makes the least sense of anybody because they lost their best inside player. But as I said, I'm a big Bruce Pearl fan as a coach. And watch these guards tonight. These guards are absolutely electric. Bryce Brown, Jerry Harper, nobody's talking about how they turn games. Yes, they shoot three well. Yes, they're very fast. But they have a 12-game winning streak, Ken. They've been out-rebounded in nine of them. So you start looking at the stat sheet and say, well, they've got to be coming from somewhere. They're one of the top top teams in the country in steals. They average almost 10 per game, and that's a lot. And these, three, these two guards average three between them per game. That's how they will keep it even, uh, you know, if they don't win. But they'll keep it fairly close. They'll keep it even because of their, their handsy nature on defense. Less than a minute. I know you got it in you. Give me a surprise college football team to watch in 2019. That's, that's the hardest question of all because I keep being yeah. asked for that. I, you know, I can't go down more than three or four. You know, Alabama, Clemson, obviously – 
a surprise team. I, I'll take I'll take Texas. I think they're maturing. I think they've got a chance to win the Big Twelve and get to the playoff. So, hey, Urban's got enough. Urban's gonna. Well, I think it is. Urban's gonna be doing a uh, Fox Sports One, right? Yep. And are they gonna do ga- and associate AD and yeah? Are they gonna do game day in Austin? Because I know that's a great way to do uh, to get ratings after ESPN is to put Urban Meyer and sit him down with Tom Herman and have an interview. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all that. right. I'm oh, sorry. That, yeah. I'm sorry. That was a low blow. Not to you, but obviously. <laughs> All right, Dennis, we thank you very much. Go Blues. Ho- I'm pulling for you tonight. You All, All the right, best to you, man. buddy. The, right. great, the great Dennis Dodd, National College Football and Basketball writer, CBS Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Dennis Dodd CBS. Who's not watching that? First of all, I, in, in, this is an unpopular take within the studios. I'm not a big fan of College Game Day on ESPN. I have nothing against Maria Taylor, nothing against any of those people. It's just to me, it's where college, college, or excuse me, where country acts go to die, and I'm not really into the fluff. I think the bear that whatever that is 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 silly. I don't think that that's useful at all. I don't really care. And I'll tell you what, you want to get some eyeballs? Okay, if Texas gets going well, Urban Meyer, Tom Herman, the interview before Texas and Oklahoma. That'll get some eyeballs. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, you know, I don't set to get out and be all political. But I'm going to if I have to. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.